Here are a few actors that didn't make the final cut of episode 212, School by Radio, the 1937 polio outbreak in Chicago. As always, have a listen to the full episode first if you haven't already. Otherwise, this may not make much sense. Before the vaccine, much of the polio discussion involved its effects on children as they were the most vulnerable, but adults were also affected. Here's one story that got my attention that I wasn't able to include in the original episode. In June of 1937, it was reported a 26-year-old named Frederick Snight Jr. was on the last leg of a 12,000-mile sea and land trip all while in an iron lung. Departing from San Francisco, three special cars attached to a transcontinental train transported Snight, his father, and 16 others to Chicago for treatment at Billings Hospital, 950 East 59th Street, now part of the University of Chicago Medical Center, for treatment. He had contracted polio 15 months before in China. A graduate of the University of Notre Dame, Snyde attended football games there while in his iron lung, viewing the action from a ramp at the north end of the field with the help of a mirror. Although confined to the iron lung for 21 hours a day, Snyde married in 1939 and fathered three children. He also spoke at polio fundraising events. Snyde lived for 18 years in his iron lung before dying on November 12, 1954, at the age of 44. He left behind an estate worth $50,000, that's about half a million dollars in today's money, to his widow Teresa, who lived in River Forest with their three daughters. A bequest was also made to Leonard Hawkins, an iron lung technician who had attended to Snyde since he was stricken with polio all the way back in 1936, of $2,500, that is worth about $25,000 in today's money. Two years after his death, a book titled The Man in the Iron Lung, The Frederick B. Snyte Jr. Story by Leonard C. Hawkins was published. In 1980, the Snyte Museum of Art at the University of Notre Dame opened thanks to a $2 million gift from Fred B. Snyte Sr., Snyte's father, as of 2017, Notre Dame's art collections contained nearly 30,000 works. In the full episode, I mentioned the March of Dimes. If you've forgotten, on September 23, 1937, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, himself stricken with polio at age 39, announced the creation of the National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis. This effort would later be renamed the March of Dimes and was integral in providing funding to support research to find a cure for polio, a cure that was many years off. One thing I didn't mention was the involvement of performer Eddie Cantor with the March of Dimes. Eddie Cantor was one of those old-timey song-and-dance guys who did vaudeville, radio, Broadway, film, television, kind of a utility entertainer. Where he really shined was in his later years and his humanitarian efforts. It was Eddie Cantor who is credited with coining the phrase March of Dimes. Eddie Cantor said this about the March of Dimes in January of 1938, quote, The March of Dimes will enable all persons, even the children, to show our president that they are with him in his battle against this disease. Nearly everyone can send a dime, or several dimes. However, 
It takes only 10 dimes to make a dollar, and if a million people send only one dime, the total will be $100,000. In January of 1939, three different radio networks broadcast the March of Dimes fundraiser, originating in Hollywood and New York. Scheduled to appear that night, Eddie Cantor, Jack Benny, Tyrone Power, Bing Crosby, Edward G. Robinson, Orson Welles, and even Amos and Andy. According to David Oshinsky's book, Polio, an American Story, between 1938 and 1955, when Jonas Salk's vaccine was approved, the March of Dimes spent $233 million on care for polio patients. There you have it. A few extras for episode 212, School by Radio, the 1937 polio outbreak in Chicago. Thanks, as always, for listening.